Welcome to the third episode of the High School Business and Personal Finance Teachers podcast, hosted by Knowledge Matters. Stay tuned for our interview with Edward Flannery, who teaches economics and financial literacy as a social studies teacher at Vernon Township High School in Vernon Township, New Jersey. Stay tuned for the interview. Virtual business simulations are the leading cloud-based educational simulations for teaching business, personal finance, and marketing at the high school level. There are currently eight different virtual business simulations available. Retail, hotel, restaurant, management, personal finance, accounting, sports and entertainment marketing, and fashion. Virtual business simulations are used in one-third of the high schools in the U.S. You can learn more about virtual business simulations at www.knowledgematters.com. Welcome back to the Knowledge Matters podcast, the podcast where we talk to high school business teachers and personal finance teachers about how they got started teaching and tips and tricks they may have for teaching business or financial literacy to high school students. I want to welcome our latest guest, Edward Flannery. Ed teaches economics and financial literacy as a social studies teacher at Vernon Township High School in Vernon Township, New Jersey. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure. So can you um, tell us what classes you're currently teaching that kind of fall under financial literacy? Yeah, sure. Right now I'm teaching, uh, I teach economics as a semester course. And then uh, for the spring that spills over into a financial literacy course. Gotcha. And how did you um, first get into teaching? Uh, it was something I knew I wanted to do when I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, I had a, a, a few fantastic teachers at a school in Sussex County called Pope John. Um, and uh, I, I had an opportunity to actually run a lesson for English class when I was a sophomore and just thought it was the most fun thing in the world. And uh, just pushed me. I just knew I wanted to teach and have that experience. And so when you went to college, did you know that you wanted to be a social studies teacher or did that kind of come later? What was the process for you? No, I... Uh, as a sophomore, I took sociology kind of as a, it fit into my schedule, so I took it and thought that that was the most amazing class I'd ever taken because you would have a question, and when you got to the answer, it produced two more questions, which when you got to those answers made four more, and I just thought that was so fun. And then, uh, so I knew I wanted to major in sociology, and that would lead me towards teaching history and other social studies courses. So when I, I went to Montclair State, and when I went in, I went and declared as a sociology major pursuing education certification. Gotcha. Um, and, and so um, um, have, you, have, you always taught, um, uh, have you always taught social studies and sociology um, when, when you started teaching high school? Or was, was there other classes that you taught? Well, when I was hired to teach in 2000 as a 23-year-old right out of college, I was hired to teach world history and US one uh, over the years I've taught, I taught world history for 11 years. I've taught us two. We, our school has a US three course. I taught a, a sociology, sociology of sports course. I've taught cultural geography and world religions. And um, about five or six years ago, 
the person that was teaching economics here was retiring, and I had just finished that summer reading Freakonomics and thought it was like the most mind-blowing fun thing I'd ever read. And as he was on his way out, I asked the supervisor if I could get a shot at economics, and uh, he, he gave me a shot, and uh, I, I think it's just so much fun to teach. That's great. And um, so you, you fit financial literacy into that as well as economics. Um, I mean, um, how's that work for you? Uh, I think it's great because I think economics gives students um, a philosophical overview of like supply and demand, the microeconomics, macroeconomics, and then in financial literacy, then we, instead of going a mile wide, now we start to go a mile mm -hmm. deep and say, okay, how do you interact with all this? How does how do you manage your money? And uh, so I think it's great that we get the the overview. We learn the rules of the game, and then we talk about the position the students play in that game. And I think that's a really a really good partnership that we've built here at Vernon with our two courses. And do you do you find in terms of the financial literacy part of it? Do you find that most um, high school students are um, aware when they when they start the financial literacy section, aware of kind of how everything fits together, whether it's um, you know down the road wages and and um, you know buying insurance, et cetera, or um, what's kind of the, the the knowledge coming in that you find? Where I'm fortunate is that uh, while we offer financial literacy in a couple different areas in our school. The one that I teach is um, only open to juniors and seniors. So by the time the kids get to me, most of them have had a job. Most of them have been saving money for a car or have purchased a car. So they, they understand what it means to work and save. They have questions about what are all these deductions on my paycheck. Um, they understand that when you buy a car, that's not the end because you still have to put gas in it. You have to maintain it. You have to get insurance. So they start sort of been introduced to a lot of concepts. And then, you know, there, there's a lot of room to build, but because they're juniors and seniors, they've, they've dabbled into it a little bit, which I think is really good and allows us to get so much done. But then there's other things like when we talk about retirement or we talk about uh, estate planning and making a will uh, or, you know, what it's going to be like when you have to pay your own taxes. They definitely get big eyes because they under they, they get a sense that there's a lot more out there that they haven't been exposed to. And I think that's interesting to see, you know, how they react to like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. Uh, insurance, uh, specifically, you know, when we talk about life insurance, health insurance, what does it mean? Like, what kind of a bet are you placing? Um, they think it's fascinating. Um just like how how crazy it is or how it works, uh, and they all they and then they ask great questions, um, and I think that's one of the nice things too. And of course, like this because it's practical, um, they're they're free to like ask questions and explore and and get the answers they're looking for. But I'm very fortunate that I always have a basis first. Gotcha, and and um, how do you how do you um, in terms of your class planning and preparation, do you, do you do that looking out a semester ahead? Do you do it um, weeks ahead? What's the process for you in terms of putting the class together and the curriculum and the lesson planning? Uh, well, when the, when the course was first mandated, um, you know, because after the collapse of 2008, a bunch of states jumped on and said, you know, we, we better teach these kids 
how to handle money. Um, I was in on the, the meeting uh, where we developed the course. So I had a, a, a big hand in writing the curriculum and kind of looked at it from a, what would be practical? What do I wish I knew before I started making money that would have helped me out? And then we, so we organized our curriculum in units from, you know, uh, understanding the links between education and employment through managing your income and taxes and, and kind of broke everything down into six to eight week, eight week blocks. And then each six to eight week block would be broken down into like two or three week sets. So when I do my lesson planning, like I just started a unit today on uh, income, earned income and taxes. So we look at and say, okay, well, what are the things we need to accomplish? Where do we want to get to? Uh, and then sort of breaking it down over a two week plan based on the, the goals that I want the kids to achieve. Got you. And, and I'm curious, we'll, we'll talk about the, the uh, Knowledge Matters virtual business sims in a, in a moment, but um, I wondered, um, are there uh, tips or tricks or things that you've kind of learned along the way that, that you use to um, engage uh, your students in the economics and financial literacy? Yeah, the, the biggest thing, and it, I don't know if it's a tip or a trick, but I, I consider it a strategy, mm -hmm. is to just help them understand that it, it's got unbelievable practical value. Like every kid has been in a class where at some point they've thought, when am I ever going to need this? And financial literacy just doesn't have that because no kid is in there thinking, when am I ever going to have to use money? Or when am I ever going to have to save for something like that? They, they just, it's just known that it's real. And because it's real, and then I try to like give them so many opportunities to connect it to their their developing of their own relationship with money. Um, I find that I don't really have to press them that hard to get the work done because they understand the course's intrinsic value. So it goes above like, oh, I need to get a grade or it's a graduation requirement, and it gets to this is an opportunity for me to explore things that are actually important to me. Uh, last week, we did a, a, a lesson where they looked up a job they might be interested in, the Occupational Outlook Handbook from uh, BLS.gov, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And uh, I had students offering to do two or three reports. Uh, I have a student in my class who's just auditing the class uh, who did the work because he's like, oh, this is, this is a really good opportunity for me to look something up. And when, when kids can understand the practical value and how it applies to them, you you don't you don't have to you just get out of their way and watch them work, and they get they get excited to do things. And I, I mean that's an advantage I have over other subjects where it might not seem as real, mm -hmm. but I, I think financial literacy, driver's ed, first aid, like they're everything. You have to get them right. You know? and, right. and when the kids understand that, they just go. So I just wanted to clarify um, what you said earlier. So, so all graduating seniors at your school have to take the financial literacy class? Yeah, you don't have to take it as a senior, but in order to graduate, it is a requirement. Gotcha. Um, so, so in and that case, in, in, in that case, you don't have to you don't have to go out and kind of sell or market your class as some um, business teachers have to do. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't have to, I don't have to talk them into taking financial literacy because they need it to graduate, but 
um, you know, it's offered in a couple different departments. So letting them know that it's, it's partnered with economics. Economics is a college prep level course. Um, it, you're going to end up taking economics in college. This is a good opportunity to get introduced to the, the field. Uh, those are things that I do. I definitely have to get a message out about. Um, and then also for next year, we're, we're kind of switching around a little bit about the way the courses are structured um, and introducing uh, the ability to pursue college credits concurrently. So those are things I, I do have to make sure that I'm getting out and, and making sure students know is an option. And uh, yeah, some kids choose to take financial literacy online um, and just to, to talk to them and say, yes, that's true. While well, you may be able to get two and a half credits by taking this course online, this is your opportunity to have a knowledgeable adult who, who will talk to you and explain things to you and have conversations with you. And that might not be something you ever get again. So you, you don't want to skimp on that and take that online. So those are those are conversations I definitely have to have with students. Great. Um, and so, do you remember how you first discovered or heard about the Knowledge Matters virtual business simulations? Uh, I, I think it came through on uh, like as teachers, we get little promotional materials for different companies in our mailboxes, mm-hmm. and uh, I had gotten one. And uh, another teacher in the business department who taught financial literacy had gotten them, and uh, we we were talking about them. And she ended up asking her the business supervisor to order it so she could get a look at it. And uh, I signed on under her account just to to test it out, and and I thought it was so fun. Great. And so, can and you tell can you tell us how material. you? Can you tell us how you integrate the and you use personal finance, correct? Is that the is correct. that the sim that you use? So, can you tell us um, how you integrate that into your classes? Uh, what I did was I, I took a look at all the different units, which are they're excellent because they range from things like time management to getting insurance to retirement planning and buying a home, like all practical things that people will experience during the course of their adult life. And then I took a look at uh, our curriculum and the way it was structured. And there's 18 units, and I was able to take the 18 units and and reorganize them and line them up to fit with what I do. Uh, And then as we go through the chapters, like when we finish a, a unit on education and advancement, I'm able to use the education and advancement section. So as we're going on in class, I'll say, you know, as a homework for Friday, go on and do the, the reading quiz and the simulation. So I use it as a, a supplement that they can work on at home. And then I'll, as they complete those, I'll accept those as quiz grades. That's great. So um, I'm not sure if you're aware, we run these virtual business challenges in association with DECA and, and as well as other organizations as well, FCCLA. I was just curious, do any of the students at your school participate in the virtual business challenges that we run? We haven't done that yet, but I'm uh, good friends with the DECA advisor who's a business teacher over at another high school in our county, and she had a student who participated in in the the DECA challenge and actually went to the national competition and competed, and she said it was was great. It was like one of those um, video game tournaments you see on TV. (laughs) She said the the kids had, it was like, she said it was just like outrageous to watch and fun. And I think it, 
I haven't, I've never been able to pull that off because of the semester nature of my course. Sure. But I think next year, as we transition to a full year model of economics with financial, financial literacy threaded throughout the course, I think that would be something I, I would like to do in the future, especially after hearing another teacher talk about um, how valuable and awesome it was. That's great. That's great. Yeah. We'll, we'll be doing the, we'll be doing the, um, uh, the challenge in person at the DECA uh, event in Anaheim in, in April. So um, I know there are lots of students looking forward to doing that. Um, like you said, kind of like a video game um, competition. Yeah. Um, so well, it's definitely something I'm going to check out this year. Great, great. We, we're, we're happy to hear that. Um, so that's actually all of the questions that I had. Is there is there anything else that we didn't discuss or any final words of wisdom that, that, that you would offer for other high school teachers who are teaching financial literacy or economics? Uh, I just say that um, economics has had a reputation as the, the dismal science. And I think in the last couple of years, because of uh, books like Freakonomics or The World is Flat, uh, Planet Money, there's a lot of great podcasts uh, out there where they talk about economics and, and relating it to the world. And uh, students are really interested in it, and they, they can they can turn on to it really quickly. The, the number of students I've had come in to say they you know, want to major in science or, or English, and then but they, then they end up throwing a minor in economics because they see it as a having a, a almost a behavioral psychology feel to it. Um, economics is it, it it can be so fun and so great. And then financial literacy is just the the opportunity that I've had to talk to kids and teach them how to do their taxes and help them apply for colleges. Like you get an opportunity not just to teach a class where you help children develop a, a lifelong relationship and understanding of money as a, as a tool that need, you have to learn how to work with it, but you can have the opportunity to get in there and, and have these teachable moments that spring off of it where you can really help kids achieve. Um, and it just lends itself to these fantastic opportunities for like real teachable moments that, uh, I mean, and I think as most teachers, that's why we got into it. You know, we saw those, we saw those movies in the eighties that inspired us and thought, I want to do that. And then maybe we can't figure out how to get it done on a day to day basis. And then, something as practical as financial literacy comes along and you really just get to dig in and have so much fun with it. Great. That, that sounds wonderful. And um, hopefully that'll be valuable to other teachers who might be listening. Um, again, we've been speaking with Edward Flannery. Ed teaches uh, economics and financial literacy as a social studies teacher at Vernon Township High School in Vernon Township, New Jersey. And Ed, thanks for doing this interview. Oh, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Great.